Are we ready? Ready. Mm -hmm. I'll count us down. Three, two, one. I only heard mine. I only heard mine. I only heard mine. (laughs) (laughs) So let's trust. Trust the process, Mm -hmm. they say. Mmm, delicious. MBH Van Harn joining you from Money Pit Studios in Detroit, Michigan, and this show has everything. We're talking caffeine, we're talking chamomile, and we're talking ice. Ice, baby. This week on the show, we're discussing our (laughs) non-alcoholic powerhouses, aka drinks with jobs, whether it be professionals like Dr. Pepper, artist types like rock stars, or lazy royals like Earls of Grey. We're taking you from those little squirts to those big K's. Joining me today in Garden View Studios in Albany, New York, it's my lemonade, Bobby Pape. Hey, Bobby. Hey, good evening. And don't talk to me until I've had my Diet Coke in Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota. Of course, it's Ann Lundholm. Oh, it burns so good. <laughs> Caffeinated or uncaffeinated, it's yep. basically the same, right? And in two cold studios in Linwood, Washington, it's snowing. It's Christy spilling tea wise. Hey, Christy. <laughs> Hello. I think didn't, wasn't it, didn't it used to be hot and sticky or something like that? Something. Hot and stuffy. Hot and stuffy. It's hot and stuffy. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's very different. I think my office is the exact opposite of a thermos. Oh, oh it's just always like permeable. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's snowing there, right? Oh, we have, it melted a little. We have four inches and it's not currently snowing, but it's supposed to start again. And that's throwing you guys for a loop? Yeah. All right. We have to go quick because uh, I got to get to the store before we can't get out. (laughs) You have to get some gallons of water before (laughs) the apocalypse starts. Okay. Uh, The toilet paper. Yep. (laughs) Well, today on the show, we've got some small talk. Of course, we're going to dig into the mailbag and discuss all things turkey Medium Talk is our non-alcoholic workhorses. And this show, I should mention, is courtesy of guest producer Gregory Schackengoss. As always, uh, we will let you know how you can get involved with the show. But first up is Small Talk. Christy, can you get us started there? Yes, I have a Small Talk. I haven't been on in a really long time. And I just was looking at the sheet today and came up with a segment idea. And the segment, new segment idea... And you guys can say yes or no, um, but I'll be sad. Is a Tishi what you watching? Not necessarily something I would recommend because recommends can be like, you know, uh, we have all sorts of products or whatever. But there are some shows that I'm watching that I wouldn't put my name behind. If that makes sense? <laughs> I like this because I, I have this urge. Recommend. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. I have this urge exactly. every week. It's like, I don't like it, but it's good. No, I don't want people to think that I love this show, but I'm watching it. <laughs> um, so what do y'all think? 
I'm writing it. it on the list right now. Yes. Absolutely. I know that Hillary will be all in on I it. I think we could do this today. I mean, I've got one. Yeah. <laughs> Just on yeah. the fly. Okay. Do it. Okay. You're up. Oh, right now? Um, mm-hmm. Supernatural. I'm sorry. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it just if we weren't doing this show about something else, the title Supernatural. I'm sorry. <laughs> we so there's some joy in watching a silly. I think it started on the CW. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very two screenable show. the The guys are really easy to watch. Yes, they know are. What I mean, <laughs> um, and it's a silly kind of premise, but it's it's. I don't want to say, gosh, I'm second guessing this. I'm I'm trying to say like, it's well thought out. It's not really, it's not well done, um, but it's entertaining. And um, the story isn't that heavy. It's very easy to pick up if you're not like watching it in sequence. So it's a great two screen show. And I think there's something to be said for those. I remember yeah. we were talking about something tangentially related and I brought up supernatural this was ages ago like years ago and i said i wouldn't consider myself like a really big supernatural fan i've only watched like five or six seasons and bobby laughed (laughs) so hard at me (laughs) oh we're on like season 12 right now and it went for uh, like i don't know 15 or something like we're we're not even done yet and we we're but we're completionists you know we started at the beginning and we're we're working our way up and Part of what I love about old shows is the old tech, like before they really had cell phones and then suddenly they have mm-hmm. flip phones and they're super excited about it. And then they clearly show an iPhone when iPhones first came out. And then they're like, ooh, the internet and, and laptops. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that so much. And, and Supernatural really uh, highlights terrible tech from the late 90s. So highly yeah, normally, Normally I don't love shows that are really long running like that because my stated opinion is that after about four seasons dramas well and comedies too kind of start to eat their own tail Mm because they they like Mm -hmm. run out of ways to expand the story so then it's always like oh no the serial killer is actually his long lost brother and i'm like come on but supernatural does a better job of embracing that i think I mean, like, every season, it's like, we have to save the world from X or right. Y or Z. Tw- was that towards the end? And these are the ones I haven't watched. Remember, I only watched the first five or six seasons. Um, they got, like, really meta about it all. They were not afraid to embrace kind of silliness. Because wasn't there a show where they, like, were transported into the a TV universe yes. where they were dropped into like different types of shows. Well, so they so, were in a sitcom and they were in a medical mm-hmm. show or a detective show or whatever. It yeah. Was. And there and was, was also, like, okay. there was also one where they were dropped into their actual, like real life lives. That's where they right. Were t- where actors, they were actors playing. Yeah. Playing <laughs> themselves. Like, like they were playing supernatural and they were like in their trailers and it was like, Misha Collins, what are you doing? Like, this is silly. <laughs> That's a little much for me. I I loved it. I thought it was <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> so maybe I should move this to Tishi Recommends. Everybody go watch Supernatural. <laughs> yep. Sounds good. If you've got <laughs> six or eight months of dedicated time to burn. Really, if you're bored, <laughs> it's a great <laughs> way to fill the time. 
Um, does anyone else? I mean, I that's kind of stealing Anne's next thing, but does anyone else have one? Hmm. Um, I can say mine. I w- I saw the movie Fablemans. I haven't even heard uh, of that. Mm-mm. It's loosely based on Steven Spielberg's life. Oh, he wrote it. Um, well, he should know, and, I guess. Yeah, and it's fine. Um, I need to know. Uh, instantly, I was like, I need to know what of this is real. Did they really have a pet monkey? Um, did his mom really only use disposable? plates for dinner um i need to know everything um i wouldn't recommend it i watched it because i know it's going to be nominated for like a million oscars um oh yeah. michelle williams and michelle David williams Lynch. she was okay she's a good actress but her face would seem to be overacting but maybe that's how his mom was i don't <laughs> so i don't know so there you go hmm. my okay. half ass it's not a recommendation I just saw it's it. just a thing I saw. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Trying to think of things I've seen recently. So we were in Cancun last weekend and I did have one night after a bunch of drinks and room service. Sam was asleep and I don't watch NCIS Los Angeles. It's not one of the NCISs that I watch. I don't watch any of them except the original. I don't even really watch that anymore. But I did watch an episode of NCIS Los Angeles and then immediately found myself half interested in that story arc and ended up watching like five episodes of NCIS Los Angeles. Yeah. (laughs) And it was on whatever the Mexican version of USA Network is or Mm. TNT or whatever um, in English. And uh, yeah, just uh, half asleep was the perfect level of asleep to be Mm -hmm. to watch five episodes Mm. of NCIS Los Angeles. Yeah, would would not endorse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, and are you ready for your small talk? Yes. You're right that this is somewhat related to the Tishi What You Watching brand new segment. Uh except that uh it is it is tis the season, as we say. As as we say, tis, tis. the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Anne to watch some crappy holiday movies and let you guys know whether or not they're worth your time. Spoiler, they're not. None of them are. Well, almost none of them are. Um, yes. So as I was decorating the Christmas tree the other night, I watch Poinsettias for Christmas from hmm. 2018. Now, question. How do we pronounce it? Poinsettia or Poinsettia? Poinsettia. I say Poinsettia. Yeah, that that extra syllable is unnecessarily pretentious. Yes, I also say poinsettia. There is some discussion in the movie. Like, they say it different <laughs> ways. And I was like, but what's the right way? So, so, I don't know. I did not look up a pronouncer. But anyway, let me read you the, the quick plot summary. It's just weeks before Christmas when Ellie gets a call to return home to help her father on the family's poinsettia farm. The family business is on the line to deliver tens of thousands of plants for the town's annual parade. The problem is the poinsettias have yet to turn red. As Ellie searches for the solution, she is reminded of where her heart truly lies as she falls in love with her roots and the local botanist. Um, a couple of things. He's not a botanist. He's a guy who sold his farm because of encroaching gentrification and development. <laughs> 
and now just works at the <laughs> poinsettia farm. He doesn't have a degree in botany. Um, secondly, where are these tens of thousands of poinsettias living? Because they only ever show one dinky little greenhouse. And in the end, when they have all the volunteers there to help harvest, package, mm-hmm. ship the poinsettias, they're all in that one dumb little greenhouse. I'm like, where's the tens of thousands? <laughs> this can't possibly be a profitable working poinsettia farm. And truth, it is not because they might have to sell it to Ellie's childhood frenemy, who is dating the hunky non-potanist. Well, it's not very romantic to sell a factory poinsettia farm, right? It's No, it's not. So this ticks a lot of boxes. Our heroine lives in the city. She is an urban planner, which means that she develops up all the charming neighborhood features and she has lost sight of what's truly important. <laughs> um, <laughs> Parking who lots. goes home to the small town. Uh, the non-botanist <laughs> is a guy who just <laughs> wants to have land around him and have lots of kids and he's happy being where he is. <laughs> and then, of course, there's a Christmas miracle because she's a poinsettia whisperer and they finally... Um, <laughs> Get the poinsettias to turn red in time. And the frenemy goes off to pursue a TV career, which the non-botanist is not interested in participating in. So they have the most bloodless breakup that uh, you have ever seen on TV. And then he goes and confesses his love in the Christmas parade to our heroine. And yay, they kiss and everybody's happy. Um. The thing is, this is dumb, but they actually show the two of them developing a relationship. Mostly in these movies, it's, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, oh, you did something nice for me, I love you. And this time, they show them, like, joking around, having conversations that aren't about, like, their lives and dreams show them working together show them like running errands together and as very rare in this movie i'm like yeah i could actually see these two children getting together so i didn't hate it in fact i really didn't hate it uh and i am giving this movie six hoes how many is the hose possible What's my rating system? I can have as many hoes as I want. I just didn't know. Is it six out of six or is it out of ten? I think the idea is ten, but I believe I have given twelve hoes before. So I don't know. I need to hear the actual. You need to say the hoes, I think. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) I like that they come in waves of three. That's how the hoes come in waves of three. I mean, don't be ridiculous. They couldn't come any other way. I, um, just, I want you to keep talking about the hose so I can cut it all out later and make little. Um, so this is a very chaste movie. The leads are likable. She's actually quite good. He is non-offensive in that um, blandly handsome Vancouver shot Christmas movie sort of way. But he's he's pretty game for it. The best thing is that the dad is played by John Schneider, who I still have a crush on as Bo Duke from 1982 when I was like five years old. I will watch him 
in anything, and it doesn't matter that he's in his 60s now because he's still a good-looking man. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a good way to spend a evening. Well, Boy, we have that was been a discussing. What, we've been discussing what Christmas movie we're going to do a, a, a watch party. Yeah, is this a candidate? Sure. Hmm. Why not? You'd be willing to watch it again? Yeah. We swore off the Lindsay Lohan one, right? We did. Yeah. I mean, I don't need to revel in her downfall. No. So, I mean. It, a thumb, no, I'm not doing thumbs. I was going to say thumbs up, but I, I got... Hose up. Yeah. Hose six hoes, baby. Six six hoes up. <laughs> <laughs> and where was it? I forget. Well, you could rent it on Amazon, I, but I, I refuse to patronize Amazon, so I rented it. Actually, I think I purchased it for three ninety nine on Vudu. Um, that's me sticking it to the big man. Good for you. Mm-hmm. But um, sure, endorse. I endorse. It's for if you know what you're getting into. It's a better example of the genre. So, hmm. all right, let's move on to the mailbag. Uh, and so let's see. Let's start with email from our friend Justina, who has come to us um, with a lot of um, bowling knowledge. Um, thank God, because she has bowling knowledge that we were sorely in need of when we were trying to talk about, what was it called again, Bobby? Candlepin bowling? Thank you, candlepin bowling. I mean, it's the lesser bowling. Why do I have to remember it? Ooh, anyway. I would be careful. <laughs> <laughs> Justina says, hi, all. I enjoyed your Thanksgiving episodes, and I have a story to share. When my daughter, Danica, was in first grade in 2001, she would come home from school with her backpack full of announcements. Sound familiar, Christy? (laughs) (laughs) We'd go over them with her. Want to try t-ball? Nah. What about basketball? No, thanks. How about the Kids Candlepin Bowling League? Oh, yeah, that one. Really? We thought she wants to bowl? She bowled at a birthday party or two, but otherwise it wasn't something we did. But the alley was a mile from here, and we thought, what the hell? Let her try it. So my husband drove her over for the first session a few Saturdays later. They came home, and I asked, so how did it go? My husband got a strange look on his face and said, she's good at this, like really good. She'd roll the ball down the lane and it would be going really slowly, but then it would get to the pins and boom, like seven of them would fall down. It was so weird. At the end of the dot, dot, dot season or whatever it was called, the kids participated in the Massachusetts Bowling Association Kids Tournament and Danica and her partner came in second place. Her division was ages 10 and under, so the little six-year-old drew a crowd. And so she kept bowling. In 2003 and 2004, she was on the first-place team. And in 2006, she bowled in the junior singles tournament and won. She retired after that since junior (laughs) high called, and she was ready to move on to other things. But she's good at any game where you roll a ball to a target. Candlepin, 10-pin, bocce, skittles, skee-ball, you name it, she will whip your butt at it. So, to answer some of the questions you asked, and some you didn't, yes, the balls come in different weights. When we bought Danica her own balls, we went heavy so she could really do some damage. Yes, Candlepin Alleys have bumpers. It's what makes it a fun outing for little kids. Of course, the league kids express disdain for them. 
Bobby explained that you get three balls per frame in candle pin, but one other key difference is that the fallen pins don't get cleared during a frame. Fallen pins are called wood, <laughs> and you can use them strategically to clear standing pins, or they can really <laughs> screw you over by blocking a pin. Scores are a lot lower in candle pin. There's a lot of space between the pins, and that's a small ball. No one has ever scored a perfect 300. The world record is 245. Oh, I almost forgot. Birds, or more specifically, turkeys. Now, here's the part where Justina really wraps up the different segments of our uh, topic perfectly. She says, one day, Danica came home from bowling league practice with a frozen turkey. The alley was holding a promotion. They had orange pins mixed in with the white ones. And if the orange pin was in the head pin position and you bowled a strike, you won a turkey. The owner of the alley said she knew she was giving away a turkey as soon as she saw that Danica had an orange head pin. And that's how a person who grew up around Philadelphia and never bowled learned all about kennel pin bowling. The end. And then she sent us a picture of some of her daughter's trophies, which are trophies. They're which impressive. Are good, which are good trophies. Yeah. Which are numerous. Yeah, I'm jealous. <laughs> I know. I only have one trophy, and that was from Speech and Debate. Um, I, I don't three have bowling trophies. Oh, that's right. You did bowling. Mm-hmm. I knew that. Um, so I was... Um, I wonder if candle pin bowling, if they have turkeys, a sense of turkeys. Because when I first saw she won a turkey, I was like, oh, she got a turkey. I've only got it once in my life, so... right. I bet it's a, it's got to be significantly harder in candle pin to get three strikes in a row. It just has to be. Yeah. yeah very, very rare. I would bet. Mm-hmm. Speaking of turkeys, we got a voice memo from our lovely friend, Renee, who has some um, thoughts on other ways that uh, the term Turkey can be used. So let's listen to what Renee says. Hi, Chi friends. This is Renee Leon in Aurora, Colorado. Um, really enjoyed the uh, the two turkey or the Thanksgiving episodes. And listening to the one from this weekend, all about turkeys. Um, and you talked about your dad would say the turkeys. And I grew up with that too. Um, my parents never said, still don't say the F word. Uh, but but I happily do. Uh, but anyhow, I was with my mother-in-law. Um, my husband is from El Salvador. And so he and his mom on Thanksgiving, we were talking about Turkey. And, um, you know, it's always where I was talking about Spanish. And I got to practice my Spanish law. Our girls did too. And so we were talking about Fable, like that's Turkey, Fable. And Typically, they will have pan con pavo, and it's delicious. But we did traditional Thanksgiving, an easy version of it, and we were talking about Salvadoran slang. <laughs> and they're like, uh, they told us slang for turkey in El Salvador is chumpipe. And the way they said it was so much force. I like, chumpipe. And I started laughing. I said, it sounds like you're saying something dirty or you're calling someone a bad name. And so I started calling, I was like, ah, don't chumpipe. You know, I kept, I was calling my husband chumpipe. So anyhow, as I listened to your story and about calling people turkeys, I thought you might appreciate chumpipe. 
All right. That's it for now. Um, Renee, you made me nostalgic for my dad again for calling Aww. people turkeys. <laughs> because he always said it was such a perfect amount of derision, like you turkeys. It's such a good Midwestern mm-hmm. insult. It really is. It is. So, yeah, a bunch of turkeys. It's good, it's good to know that you can use turkey as an insult in any language. Yeah. Uh, and then let's go on to our Facebook responses for our question of the week. We had that kind of two-part question since we did those two shows. Uh, what's your preferred turkey preparation method? And what's your favorite Thanksgiving leftovers application? God, you sound like we're in a lab. Um, But Mm -hmm. from Jennifer, her favorite preparation is fried. And she says, I always think I will do something new with the leftovers. We just keep eating them as they were prepared on Thanksgiving. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I don't know. I just want to eat slabs of turkey. I don't want to go to the trouble of like making a casserole or whatever. I've already done enough cooking. Yeah. There's that that one great sandwich and we're going to get to it on this list. But other than that. Yep. Angela says, I made gumbo one time with leftover turkey and my family loved it. I'm not the biggest meat fan, so I try to find ways to hide slash drown it. The absolute best leftover, though, is cranberry sauce on waffles. If you make the waffles cornbread, that puts it over the top. Mm. Whipped cream slash cool whip optional. That sounds like something I would try. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My mom. Right up until the, the cool whip. I'm not oh, much then, for that. Well, she said not into the cool cream. Whip. <laughs> My mom said to me on Thanksgiving, she's like, Anne, I did make cranberries in honor of dad, but I put a whole bunch of sugar in. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, you know, my dad was so weird about food. He, he took pride in, you know, not eating any sugar or fat or any of that stuff. So he always wanted the cranberry sauce, but... Nobody else would eat them because they were basically just cranberries. He just wanted it to hurt. Gross. I, I don't know. Joyless. I you know. I it's a little bit of like. Did we reference the monk in the Da Vinci Code who beat himself? Oh yeah. You know, it's a little bit of that philosophy. Like if you punish yourself, you can be proud of yourself kind of deal like you feel like you're a superior person if you eat your cranberries without any sugar well he just really wanted them to linger (laughs) stop it stop it you don't have to bobby that's how how he envisioned them in his dreams no bobby that's why um bet says i love a good leftover sandwich it's a good thing you sent a zombie now i'm done (laughs) that's two what disrespectful can we kick him out of the Zoom? Oh, wait, it's his. Uh, guys, you yeah, we need to, it. like, a, a cool, different Zoom. <laughs> that says, I love a good leftover sandwich with turkey stuffing and cranberry sauce mayo. So good. Love a good soup also. I could get down that, with some soup. Bring me, yeah. bring me that, Classic. Bring me that sandwich. I would like that sandwich mm. right now. Uh, Amanda says, I always cook turkey in an in a Reynolds oven bag. I tend to eat leftovers as is. I think that's what my mom uses is the Reynolds oven bag. It's really easy. Uh, Emily says, I got cheated out of my favorite Thanksgiving leftover this year. We ran out of pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving, so I didn't get any this Ooh, year at all. Tragic. And the best Thanksgiving leftover Ooh. is breakfast pumpkin pie on Friday morning. 
Definitely. I'm so sorry, Emily. If I'd known we had one piece of pumpkin pie left over, I would have brought it over to you. It's my absolute favorite. Yeah, it's good. Um, My nephews were here this year and they ate a little bit of turkey and a little bit of cranberries and a lot of pumpkin pie. (laughs) As only two children under five can do. Uh, Anne simply sent us a tofurkey gif. So that lets you know where she's at. (laughs) Uh, Kathy sent us this picture that I have included on the sheet here for us to reference. It says preparation circa 1950. What is this? What is this? I think I've seen this on an episode of Doctor Who. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Is it like those machines you get in to lose weight that make you like sweat and then you lose some water? Oh, it's like a weird pressure cooker maybe. But it's enormous. It's like bigger than a trash can. I feel like a person could go in it. Yeah, it looks like an electric roaster. Yeah, I get annoyed with just the turkey pan. I can't imagine having this nonsense for once a year. What is the door on the side? Why do you open that up? I found one. I found them on eBay. It's a vintage 50s Westinghouse electric roaster oven. Oh, you were right, Christy. No, that's... (laughs) dumb <laughs> sorry <laughs> i'm not saying no judgment dumb. i'm just saying that this is dumb like some houses didn't even have um dishwashers at the time but they have this oh. for one time a year the the cabinet underneath it is just a cabinet so oh. like the top part is the roaster and then the bottom part is the attaching cabinet hang on i will put a i will put an <laughs> ebay link <laughs> into the chat because um, I think that will help clarify. But yeah, it basically, like we, when I was in college, we had an electric roaster like this. And after Thanksgiving, I had roommates who bought up extra turkeys that were super cheap and just cooked them off in the electric roaster. And the turkey was fine, delicious, well cooked, except the skin was still pale and floppy because it hadn't been cooked in an actual oven. Well, that's my issue with the, the oven bags, right? Because they're they're like kind of... You don't get any crispy skin, right? That way, mm. which ours, is ours is. Well, maybe she takes it out of the bag and then crisps it up. Opens I don't know the bag or something. <clears throat> now, this thing on eBay is three hundred and seventy-five dollars because yeah. it's vintage. So people right. just it's want seventy it for... years old. <laughs> I don't think people use it. They just want to have it in their oh. house, like. The ultimate mid-century modern. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I could see not that. Not for me. Not for me. In the description, the seller says, please note, I am very easy to work with within reason. <laughs> yeah, every I easy to, to work put- with person says that. Yep. I want to put that on my LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> so, please could you note. roast, could mm-hmm. you, to Christy's point. Could you roast things other than turkeys on here? Because I'm thinking 50s cuisine was perhaps... A lot of boiled and roasted. Yeah, basic. Um, so it's not like they were experimenting culinarily. Like, probably a lot of roast chicken. Probably so, a lot of, like, roast beef. Yeah, so mm-hmm. if you could roast more things than a turkey, then... Eh. Well, I would argue you could roast anything in it. I mean, it's... Mm-hmm. If you're brave enough. It's basically a... You could roast a person if you chopped them up small enough. Mm. It wow, looks dark. like a trash can, kind of like an electronic mm-hmm. trash can. 
I, I, to buy something like this, I would want to use it like at least once a week to make it worthwhile. Right. At least. And I just can't imagine doing that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Let me roll it out. Let me bring it up from the basement. It weighs 45 pounds. <laughs> I'm going to hurt my back and I got to roast this, this beef or something. Well, here's a comparable version today. I sent the 20 core version, but the 18 core version is also available on this Amazon link for a hundred bucks. And it doesn't come with its own um, shelving unit oh. like the vintage one does. But mm-hmm. this is Not much interested. more like the one that we had when I was in college. Hmm. But this one you can probably use as also like a crock pot. Yeah, it looks like a crock pot. Yeah, but yeah. it's bigger because it's, well, yeah. it's, like, yeah, it's like a turkey sized It's like a stretched pot. out yeah. crock pot. Mm-hmm. I think I made for a work potluck one year. I think it was the year I was working at the local PBS affiliate and I made just like a shitload of mashed potatoes in one of these and brought that as my my thing for like holiday meal because you could make you know 25 pounds of mashed potatoes in this basically I'd be happy if Thanksgiving was just mashed potatoes (laughs) me too (laughs) I could I could definitely go for that um okay well thank you for that that was very interesting uh, moving on, Kristen says, ambivalent on turkey as long as it's not dried out. But next day sandwich with turkey sauce, turkey, and leftover stuffing is so good. I don't know what turkey sauce I don't is. either. Yeah. Nope. Is that gravy? Furious Googling. Turkey sauce. Oh, hot sauce. Oh. Huh. Would dry? Yeah. It's like a chicken wing sauce oh it's like buffalo wing no well jerky famous sauce no the color looks more like chick-fil-a sauce it's it's kind of yellowy it kind of looks like pale mustard well it's soybean oil water distilled vinegar sugar mustard salt whole egg solids that's always the key food starch starch modified modified xanthan gum and spice spices extractives is that that (laughs) what that word is we're looking at the same list bobby Yes, we are. That's where I stumbled too. Nailed xanthan gum. I don't know. Sounds good to me. Yeah, I'd, I'd eat it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer says, I don't eat poultry. Question, Jennifer, why? I'm, I'm curious. Interesting. Because um, people usually are like, I don't eat red meat, but I don't hear that with poultry. Anyway, uh, Jennifer says, I don't eat poultry, but friends and family say they love, quote unquote, my turkey recipe. So I wind up making it every year. It's spatchcocked with a cranberry apple cider glaze. That might be scamming me because it's a lot of work, especially for someone who has never even tasted it. I mean, I salute you for doing that for your friends and family. Man, when I was Before a vegetarian. Before she even said it, I was going to say, that's a scam. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't cook meat when I was a vegetarian. Like, I wouldn't do it for other people. I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to handle it. So maybe, maybe. So my only thought is, like, maybe that's not the only meat she doesn't eat. Maybe it's like. Oh, yeah. okay. In addition to well, others. Or allergic to poultry or allergic or, or just doesn't like it. Hmm, All okay. valid. I I think it's clear that Jennifer is a much better person than us. If she'll do all that work for yeah. you know, her friends just right. because. You're right. Well, I mean, that's not a high bar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kenneth says, my brother-in-law cooks an excellent turkey. He smokes it slowly and covers it in a spicy rub that he also injects into the bird. 
It is delicious. That sounds so I good. Like, yeah, no kidding. I like a mayo, lettuce, tomato, and avocado turkey sandwich for leftovers. Yum. Come on with yes, that. Please. Yummy. Christine says turkey bolognese over pappardelle for leftovers. Mm. Now, see, Christine has more get up and go than the rest of us. Mm. She's actually willing to turn it into a dish. Uh, Linda says any turkey I don't have to cook. Heck yeah. Yep. And Gregory says, I really like turkey salad. That's news is that like to me. Chicken, chicken salad? Like mm. mayo based? Or is this the lettuce based salad? I mean, salad? he's into anything mayo based. So. Oh, okay. I think it's a safe bet. <laughs> I, I would do that. I'd do a turkey salad. I'm picturing turkey carved into all the components of a salad. So, like <laughs> turkey lettuce and turkey tomatoes. It's just shaped and like. Turkey peppers. Yeah. Turkey yeah. croutons. I mean. Sure. It's low carb. It's good for him. Absolutely. All right. (laughs) Well, thanks, guys. Uh, That's fun to learn about what you guys do with your Thanksgiving bird. Um, Bobby, shall we move into some medium talk? Yes, but I'm wondering, we didn't really answer our own question on the preferred turkey preparations and leftovers, did we? I don't remember. We did this like three weeks ago. (laughs) I don't think we did. I I mean, I'll just lightning round. I mean, I, I... I'm thinking about this now because since I was out of town, we didn't do a Thanksgiving dinner. We did get turkey dinner at the resort, which I do want to take a moment to tell you all about. Please. Um, So it was our first day arriving at Secrets the Vine in Cancun. Secrets. Secrets. (laughs) Bobby, Bobby, what are the secrets? Tell us. That joke didn't get old, by the way. I did that for four straight days at the resort. And every time we walked past a sign that said secrets, I went, Secrets. (laughs) Um, God, Sam, so lucky. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? So they had a special Thanksgiving dinner at the resort to celebrate America and Thanksgiving. And uh, Mexicans uh, have an interesting perspective on America. So we went in. It was in the like banquet room that they had turned into the Thanksgiving-themed room. We arrived, and there are big banners with pictures of Thanksgiving food and cranberries on it and autumnal scenes. And I thought, oh, that's very lovely. Of course, I'm wearing a button-down shirt that has a picture of a turkey wearing sunglasses, <laughs> drinking a cocktail that says "gobble gobble" in giant letters on it. I showed so, my mom. I love that she, shirt. She laughed <laughs> at you. <laughs> well, that was the point. Or with him? Um, I both. I lost count of how many people stopped to tell me they loved my shirt, want to high-five me, <laughs> fist bump me. It was a hit at the resort. The resort crowd really loved it. So we had our turkey dinner from the buffet. It was good. It was Really good, perfectly good. Uh, we go in, we're sitting now, we're sitting with other couples. Um, and there are two big video screens and a stage in the middle, and a band is setting up to play, so that's fun. But while they're setting up, there's a concert video of a Maroon 5 concert playing. I don't know what that has to do okay. with Thanksgiving, but that's it. America, Thanksgiving. Be thankful for mm-hmm. Maroon 5. Maroon 5? I mean, maybe not right now for him, but... Right. No, well, yeah, yeah. it's going to blown over. We're we're all focused on Kanye now. Right. That's a good point. So, uh, I guess they could have done worse. Um, there are giant teepees set up in the corners of the room. Oh dear. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then the troupe of dancer actors that I assume are sort of their regular costumed rotating entertainers. So these um, relatively ripped guys and attractive thin women. 
uh, are coming through covered in body paint, dressed like Indians and pilgrims. Sure. The pilgrims have guns, shotguns, or muskets, really. Uh, and the Indians are scantily clad with face and body makeup on and feathers and, yep. And, I mean, and everybody's we... jumping up from their tables to have their pictures <laughs> taken. When I was taught in elementary school, the cartoon yeah. character of Pocahontas that was walking them. around. We we taught the world yeah, what we think fault. it is. Yeah. Yep. I mean, but that's fa- what we do at my Thanksgiving table. Who does? Are you a, yeah. a pilgrim or an Indian? And... Oh, pilgrim, baby. <laughs> and then, um, and then one lucky actor got to wear a turkey suit. It was walking <laughs> around in a giant human size. And then turkey. they murdered him and ate him. <laughs> Um, you joke, but somebody told us that we had actually missed that as a display in the lobby earlier in the day where they did kill the giant turkey. Oh, yep. gross. So that was our first night at the resort. It was all much more normal from there. But um, to answer your question, my favorite preparation method, I don't know if it's either brined or spatchcocked, maybe both. And um, my favorite leftovers application is just that that mound of giant pile of leftovers plate you make the next day. Mm-hmm. Yep, I gotta yeah. say I agree with Jennifer. Yeah. It's like I don't get tired of eating them in right. that form before they're gone. I always wish there were more. I always feel yep. like there's supposed to be a lot, a lot, a lot of leftovers, and then yeah. there aren't that many leftovers. Agreed. It's not like a Christmas story where it's like the eighteen different ways with the turkey and yeah. Yep. Speak for yourselves. My mom makes enough food for twenty people. Hmm. Um, so there's always a, a, a whole procession. She sets up like a leftover station and we have to kind of like fill up a, a Tupperware, which of course, if we don't bring back to her, we can't have leftovers the next time. Uh, so there are rules, but you I know, like it. I, I, I respect the, the, the game there. Um, but yeah. yeah, we, we all put, put a thing together and take what we want and, uh, it's food for the next like three days. Yeah. Now, when my uncle used to host Thanksgiving, he would have a stack of fresh Gladware. It was one of his contributions to the holiday. Yeah. Oh, that's a good thought. Mm-hmm. So he would be smart. The pile would just be open and ready and waiting for people to come take their fill. Yeah. It's always like the cheap kind of half disposable Tupperware right. stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, it's disposable. The ha- yeah. Financially disposable, disposable stuff. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, not yeah. really disposable, but the stuff that's cheap enough that she's not so mad if we never bring it back. Right. I've had the same set of quote unquote disposable Tupperware for the last decade. Well, so it does service well. It's working for yeah. me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the cool whip bowl. Here's yeah. the dip bowl. Here's okay. the butter bowl. Christy, would you um, would you like to share any thoughts about Thanksgiving yeah. leftovers? Yeah, tell us about your favorite the Thanksgiving meal, Christy. Answer to both of these is fire it straight into the trash. We know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I would have been very surprised if you had any other answer. <laughs> oh, pecan pie. I I can get down with the pecan pie, hmm. but that's it. Okay. You know, that's your, it's still mushy, but it has the crunchy layer on top. So that's what makes it okay. <laughs> my mom, So my stepdad has had some diabetes, kind of like close to diabetes uh, A1C readings lately. And so my mom has been focusing on low carb food for him and she made a low carb pecan pie and i was like "Mm, how how what yeah exactly that's what i said i was like isn't it mostly corn syrup how do you do that Mm -hmm. and it was like pecans and 
It wasn't non-sweet, but it was the, it was, I don't know what she used, what kind of fake sugar she used, but it was some sort of fake sugar that wasn't too terrible, probably stevia. And then it was like eggs was the binding agent. And honestly, Hmm, it wasn't so bad. Like it was a little bit crispier than you'd think, but it had the same kind of taste and I was really not mad about it. It was surprisingly (laughs) good. Hmm. I'll see if I can get a recipe because like... If anyone really loves pecan pie but can't handle all that sugar, I think this is a very good alternative. There's mm. also something I've made before, a soda cracker pie. Sure. Have you ever heard of mm-hmm. those? Mm-hmm. And yeah. that, that basically just has, you know, eggs, a little bit of sugar, and pecans. Yeah. So this is back when you were living through the Depression? It's <laughs> no. a lot of gelatin in it. <laughs> I had multiple desserts in Mexico, speaking of gelatin, that were like flan-esque or like heavy gelatin. It just reminded me of Bake Off. Like all of those like gelatin-y, heavy desserts that jiggle and hold their shape far too well. Wait, what do they they cook in in Mexico for desserts? Is it tacos? (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. It's actually just ground beef and shredded cheddar cheese on... Corn tortillas, yellow Hard, corn tortillas, deep fried corn tortillas, yeah. But and instead weirdly, of sour cream, you put whipped cream on it. That makes old sense. Old El Paso salsa. <laughs> Get a rope. Yum yum. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move off of turkey. We're done with Thanksgiving. We're full full steam ahead towards Christmas. Okay, really, us medium talk now. <laughs> yes. Yes. This this week's medium talk. Uh, from our guest producer is the T she show or is it the T she show for just the accent land the T she show the T she show the T she show these are the uh, <laughs> <We're> so stupid. <laughs> these are the the as we've labeled the non-alcoholic workhorses that get us through our days and lives and especially I think in this holiday season we often, you know, get asked, what are you drinking? What would you like to drink? This is not boozy drinks. This is the 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 non, the, the tea totaling drinks that get us through our days. Uh, some of them well documented on this show through the years. I but I think some of the ones about. <laughs> are actually going to open up some conversations. And Anne, I think yours is the most well documented of anyone. Yep. So it's nice that you're in the far left column on the red sheet to tell us uh, your number one answer. Does anyone want to take a wager? Uh, Diet Dr. Pepper. No, no, Hillary's off this week. Is is there anyone who has listened to more than three episodes of the show that does not know? More than one episode? I mean, really? (laughs) My feelings about the Diet Cocaine. It's amazing that we're not sponsored yet. It really is. Honestly, I don't even ask them to pay me other than in Diet Coke for life. And I'm trying to drink less, so it's not going to be that big a deal I don't see the problem. I want it too, but I'm not planning on living that long, so that's also not going to be a burden. It's fine. True, true. Now, I have a problem that I want to talk to you guys about. And we we referenced this a little bit on the Jambo. Is that Elon tweeted out that picture of his manly bedside table. Uh, Oh, my God. With all the manly guns and things on it. Um, Did anybody anybody think that guy might be a little weird? I don't know. I don't know what makes you think that weird vibe from him lately um but within the picture was four cans i I don't know how full or empty i presume all empty they looked four cans of caffeine-free diet coke 
Um, and then I saw an article, I don't remember if it was in the Washington Post or just Google thought it was relevant to me, all about how bad men seem to like Diet Coke, about how Trump had essentially what? an easy button installed in the White House so that he could call for Diet Coke. Um, who else was in it? It was Trump. It was Elon. It, they mentioned a bunch of other men. Oh, Jeffrey Epstein or something was like loved his Diet Coke or whatever. And they're like, what is it about <laughs> these these bad people that like Diet Coke? I guess it's that bad men like Diet Coke. And then they talked to them about like soft plutocrats, like soft boy plutocrats just love their Diet Coke for them. And I'm like, I'm starting to feel a little bit attacked here. That's mm -hmm. rude. Like, I think but you're it's a man. Just that you're not a man. I think it's just that a lot of people maybe like Diet Coke and maybe they just happen to like Diet Coke. Like, give me a bark here. This is not. This has no correlation. And I'm going to say this as a statistician. People often think I know every statistic and I usually don't. But this mm -hmm. one I do. Scientifically. It's not just assholes who like Diet Coke. Everybody likes it. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> they they were doing this whole thing about Diet Coke being like the wannabe dictator's drink oh, of choice. <laughs> and and there was a little bit more. So so to answer your point, Christy, the examples they used were all men, but in a more broad sense, they were using it as sort of a. Um, a connection to people who um, struggle with their weight, who, you know, who are heavier because they don't have the discipline or something. And so this is how they try to control it rather than a diet and exercise. Those are some amazing was, assumptions. I know. It mm -hmm. was all kind of icky to me. And I don't like it. Lots of people like Diet Coke. Famously, John Edwards drank lots of Diet Coke during his president. Who? Mm. Hmm. Maybe John Edwards not the best role model. Mm. But Bill um, Gates. I mean, you're, you're not Bill trying Gates. to preserve a healthy marriage, so. <laughs> true. That's true. But I'm just saying, Diet Coke is very good. We've talked about it extensively. I like the way it burns in my throat. And my doctor says I shouldn't drink so much. And thank you. Good, good, good mm -hmm. opening volley here. Yep. I don't think anything else <laughs> yep. is going to live up to that. Nope. Um, I We didn't really talk about how many to put on our list. So as we get further down, some of us can probably consolidate a bit. But my number one was also Diet Coke. Uh, but I, I can't match Anne's history or enthusiasm more. Let me just say that when my doctor told me I should cut back on the Diet Coke... I cried on the Zoom with her. <laughs> it's so sad. It's too bad you're... I, I think I'm glad it wasn't an in-person yeah. meeting. I, I just love the and hate that you're such a rule follower because I would be like, oh, yeah, uh-huh, doing that. <laughs> and <laughs> close the Zoom. <laughs> um. My top two are actually a bit of a tie. I don't know if we're going to keep going around Robin here, but but Diet Coke is definitely my my noon onward or early afternoon onward fuel most of the time that gets me through the afternoon and evening. In fact, I'm double double fisting right now between a diet 
Coke, caffeine free, and uh, another drink that's on my list that I'll get to a little later. But uh, I mean, yeah, Diet Coke for years and years now, and I don't think I need to rehash it. But just take a take a tenth of what I said and apply it to me. Yeah, yeah. And if you haven't had it, well, if your mouth is feeling not that fresh, a good <laughs> can of Diet Coke will oh, yeah, like burn scorch, right scorch all the bad stuff out. Sure. It's good for your <laughs> now tell me this, Anne. Do you? It's like swimming after eating. Do you put any buffer time in for after you brush your teeth? Because that is a mistake. No. You go right into a Diet Coke right after brushing your teeth? I mean, how soon is right away? Well, I don't know. But like those those um, those minty little angels, I feel like are still scrubbing a little bit even after you rinse your mouth out. I Oh, I don't know. Probably. It's not like I put the toothbrush back in the holder and then go down to the refrigerator and get a Diet Coke. <laughs> I feel like Coke. that might you're burn your brushing, gums a little not, bit. Yeah. You're not brushing with Diet Coke. Just... If Kesha can do it with a bottle of Jack, I figure you can do it with a bottle That's of Diet true. Coke. Yeah. Meredith, what's your uh, first, the first tea she workhorse? The first thing I thought of was sleepy time tea. Um, That's adorable. I, as well documented on this show, <laughs> I have a hard time sleeping. Um, sometimes I have a hard time falling asleep. Sometimes I have a hard time staying asleep. And I will take any help that I can get. And chamomile tea is a very nice way to kind of unwind and relax at the end of the day. So I will often make, if I remember, which sometimes I don't and I regret it, I will make myself a small mug of sleepy time tea because you you can't have too much right before bed because then you have to get up at two in the morning to go to the bathroom. And I want to do that because then I'm awake. Um, so it's like a small mug, not a it's fine TM mug. <laughs> Or a not a monster, <laughs> not, mug. A, not a, a middle aged momish 10 mug. Um, and our landlord's been showing our apartment because we're moving out of this apartment at the end of December. And the middle aged momish 10 mug is mm-hmm. prominently front and center on our little hutch where the coffee maker is. And I just every time think I should move that. And then I think, no, eh. you're advertising, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, deep cut advertising i think i think that's great um so some sleepy time tea and i i really do love celestial seasonings peach tea that's like a a love from my my youth and they now make a a peach tea sleepy time so it was just like two great tastes that taste great together uh mashup that i love so it's oftentimes peach sleepy time tea the other kind of workhorse in this arena is is magnesium powder, and this is with a caveat because magnesium powder is great for relaxing your muscles. I have a lot of muscle aches and pains, and so this is a great option for me, but you do have to be careful because it also relaxes the muscles in your guts. So if you oh. like poop the bed <laughs> too much. No, but if you have too much magnesium too fast, you'll have a rough time the next morning. Um, Mm. So this is something you have to work up to. So start with like a teaspoon and then work up to it like a teaspoon and a half in a couple days and then two after a couple days after that. That's my recommendation for magnesium. But it's great for relaxation and it's good for muscle aches. Only the powder, or could it be in pill form? I think too? it could be in pill form too, but like they make a powder that is very satisfyingly fizzy. So like, I I have an electric kettle, and I'll do like hot water, and you do I don't know 
maybe a quarter a cup of water and let it fizz and then let the fizz die down and then add the rest of the water um and then it's not so super bubbly and it's kind of fun so i guess i prefer the drink over the pills okay hmm it's a whole new spin on plop plop fizz fizz it really is but it's (laughs) relaxing it's relaxing in general so would recommend all right microdosing magnesium powder Mm -hmm. got it christy um so my first one it's i'm lame ice water um i drink it all day my uh urologist says i need to drink even more of it oh for your kidney stones right yep yeah so i used to drink about 64 ounces a day and now i have to do 96 um yeah so and if i don't get all of that done by about three o'clock then i'm up peeing that's like a full-time job i don't know if i could do that yeah so I'm um, boring, but it has to be also, it has to be um, crunched ice. I was just about to ask Not you, I was going to say, this is the time to discuss mm, the good yep. ice. Yeah. Oh, if I had one of the, the Taco Time Nugget Ice, paradise. Like, that would be, <laughs> that's on my, like, dream wish list is to have one of those machines. But they're, like, 500 bucks. Jeez. So, or else Christmas I would. Is coming. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I will throw it out there that just a week and a half ago, I think, um, so two weeks when this airs, CBS Sunday Morning did a story on the good ice. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it's a whole thing. They actually sent a correspondent to go to the, like, see the machines that they make to make the good ice. I'd watch that. It's good. I'll put a link in the, uh, maybe that'll Let's be my two she recommends mm. is the good ice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, and is there anything you drink that isn't Diet Coke? I mean, I do drink water and drink quite a lot of water. I, mean, I can't actually. help but notice that water didn't actually make it onto your list. I don't know, because the rest of you put it on there. So I was like, what's the point even? <laughs> is, <clears throat> is there an actual drink hiding behind question mark, question mark, question mark? Or the, no. is that just you questioning your existence without Diet Coke? That's me putting Diet Cocaine and then me putting question marks. Like, what, what, what else more? is like, there? I know. Then I put Fresca, question mark, because I did get an urge to buy a six-pack of Fresca at the um, at the grocery store last week, and it was good, and I enjoyed Fresca's, it. Fresca's great. It is great. Fresca's great. They relabeled it as, like, sparkling grapefruit soda water to try and get in well, with the sparkling water, water trend. And they have heart. different I flavors. I know. They have, That's like, true. low uh, low flavoring and middle and high mm. Oh, maybe they stopped making that. I'm looking at the website now, but I remember in like um, right at the beginning of COVID, Jer- there was like a run on on it, and so Jeremy grabbed some, and I was like, "This just tastes like," because I don't like Lacroix, and it just tasted like that, and it was called low sugar or yeah. low sweet. Oh, no, no, no. So I I, like I want the full on carbonated regular exactly. Yeah. Original chemical fresca. Yeah. Yeah. I love a grapefruit stuff- soda, honestly. I think it's a yeah. really good flavor, but they are plagued with terrible names. Like squirt. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Um, Mike. The the peach citrus one is good. Fresca, yeah. if you have a chance. That is good. Oh, I think I tried that. But I just I also I feel kind of nostalgic about Fresca because 
that was the one thing that they had in the vending machine at the the beverage vending machine in the basement of my church mm. growing up. And Aww. so I had quite a few frescas while being involved in stuff I didn't really believe in. Hmm. Fresca got you through blasphemy. Got it. <laughs> Confirmation, at least. I did not put Fresca on my list because I love Fresca, but I also, uh, not to bring it all back to Mexico again, uh, it was too hot to be drinking my usual alcoholic drinks, but it was an all-inclusive resort, so the whole point was to drink too much. Right. Um, and so the default drink, which is something I normally would never order, was sort of low-rent Palomas, so it was just vodka and Fresca. And I probably drank gallons of vodka and Fresco over the course of four days. Now, if I was going to drink, that sounds like something I could manage. Uh, it was yeah. great. It was great because it's Fresco. It's so refreshing. It really yeah. is. That was what I drank on... when I was a teenager and didn't know anything about cocktails. <laughs> but I didn't mix them because I didn't want to. Re- I love grapefruit juice. And I would get like white grapefruit juice that was very sour. And I would chase. Mm-hmm. So I would get a thing of vodka <laughs> and I would get a thing of grapefruit juice and I would take a sip of vodka and then take a gr- sip of grapefruit juice, <laughs> sort of mixing a Paloma in my stomach. Yeah. Well, like if you order a Paloma with vodka instead of tequila anyway, it's going to be club soda, grapefruit juice, liquor and and lime juice, right? So the fresco is just a shortcut. How do they dilute it, was, it with It was great. Water. Whatever. Well, because that would be a lot to just hit the, like, the liquor and lemon juice. I guess. (laughs) I could feel the heartburn brewing. Yeah, I was a child. (laughs) Thinking about drinking liquor and lemon juice. (laughs) Uh, But speaking of heartburn, my next one is black coffee. And we've discussed many times that I'm young so that I can drink coffee all night, although I'm starting Mm -hmm. to edge off that because I'm not, Mm -hmm. not, we've been doing this show Uh long enough that I'm not as young as I was when we started doing this show. Um, But, you know, we have an espresso machine here uh, and um, we do Americanos in the morning because we're Americano and I'll occasionally do one in the afternoon or evening now if I'm uh, trying to stay up for a few extra hours. But all day, I, I go into the office. In fact, when I started working at my current uh, company, we had just a shitty Keurig that was like leaking and almost nobody used it. Yeah. And I uh, pulled some strings with a friend of a friend at Keurig to get a better Keurig with a coffee pot uh, part of it, too. And I come in in the morning and I actually just brew a pot of coffee. And now everybody comes into the office and they're like, one, it smells better. Two, they're always like, oh, hey, can I get a cup of coffee? Like the people from the theater next door, we share a building. They come in, they're like, oh, I hear you got coffee. It's just like, all I did was brew a pot of coffee. There's no rocket science here. <laughs> and you tell just them, of course, of that coffee. will be 50 cents. Exactly. No freeloading. I don't remember if I've ever told you all about the printer's coffee, but when I worked at the Buffalo News many, many years ago, one of the ways that the um, the guys who ran the printing presses would make a few extra bucks is they had these giant urns of coffee, like the like the AA pots, but way bigger, like 100-cup pots. And they had three or four of them going at any time. And they brewed coffee 24 hours a day. And it was just always there. And it was 50 cents a cup. And um, it paid for the coffee. And then I think it also paid for a few other things around their little world. Oh, nice. And they never stopped. So like when it was getting low, they'd just brew another pot in it. 
And so there was probably a little bit of coffee in there that was like 40 years old. Oh, so it's like a coffee mole. <laughs> yeah. Rolling. Or like a, like a stone soup situation or whatever sure. they call. Yeah. Yeah. They just always just kept brewing it right into the old pot. And uh, that coffee was just um, just good enough for 50 cents a cup. But it was it was a it was the atmosphere. You know, you go down to the press sure. room and see these guys and it was an excuse to get away from your desk. Yep, the printer's coffee. They're moving out of that building now, the Buffalo News. So um, they just moved out. So I wonder what happened to that. It must have been the end of an era. Oh, sad. Yeah. Uh, Meredith, I don't know what your next one means. So this is coffee. So um, I work from home. I'm home by myself a lot. And making a pot of coffee doesn't make a lot of sense for just me. Um I have anxiety, so I can't like make a pot of coffee and then <laughs> throughout the day I have to very I have to very carefully limit my caffeine. So steeped is a brand, and this should maybe be a tea she recommends, but it's like a coffee, but it's a tea bag, basically. So you could make a cup of coffee oh, interesting. very easily. And they taste great. Um it's not like instant coffee. It's just coffee in a tea bag. I don't know why it took so long to to have this yeah. innovation. Like this wasn't already. Why have we not been doing this for I decades? I don't know. And it's hard to find. There aren't really a lot of other brands. So I found this because there's a, a local coffee shop called Madcap that started in Grand Rapids. And they have a Detroit branch. And they have their own. Madcap has their own like branded version of this. And that's the first place I saw it. And I was like, okay, I need to have this on repeat. So where do I find it <laughs> where I can order it on the regular? I don't have to go downtown and find parking and buy it. So Steeped hmm. is the like parent brand, and they partner with other roasters. Um, so you can order different kinds of coffee from them. But Steeped has like a variety pack that I kind of just order on repeat and... So I'll have a latte in the morning with my, I, I have an espresso machine. And then in the afternoon, I need a little pick me up and I'll have a steeped. And it's super easy, super quick. I can run downstairs, boil some water, make this coffee, throw some cream in it and go back upstairs. And it's fantastic. So that really does like get me through the second half of my day. I like this. This is fascinating. I've never seen this before. And it doesn't make any sense why not. I know. Just like tea. It's so obvious, but it's not easy to find. And I've looked for like competitors. They just really don't exist. I'm going to try this. I'm on their website now. S-T-E-E-P-E-D. Steeped. I feel like we are the right size podcast for them to sponsor us. Agree. <laughs> we, we might be under the radar of Coca-Cola. Or we become a competitor to them. We start making our making own, our own like, how loose tea bags has of their own coffee. Tishi coffee. Tishi like coffee. Tishi brew. Tishi. Tishi coffee in a tea Java. bag. Uh, no, we can workshop this. Yeah, we'll mm -hmm. get there. Tishi bags full of coffee. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Uh, Christy, I also don't know what your next one means. Uh, well, I don't know what well, order you're going in, but yeah. So is this our second favorite one, or just? I, oh, I think they're going. We're going in rounds of um, chemical dependence. Oh, chemical dependence. I mean, I don't know. You like can we're going in rounds. Choose of... whatever one you want right. next. Okay. Don't overthink it. 
Um, so probably um, tied with my apparently my kidney issues. I love a limeade, and my urologist says I probably crave that because um, citrus helps like break down kidney stones. Oh, but mm. I specifically like the brand Simply. Mm-hmm. It's sure. very good. Yeah, it's good. I and they're out a lot at the grocery store, they so are. I stock up. I, they always have the lemonade. They always have like tropical punch, but never that one. So when I get them, I stock them up. And I, the bad part is they have to be refrigerated, so I can't yep. store them um, in a different secret place. But then I just I don't <laughs> like Elliot will say, "Can I have a?" And I'm like, "Very small, very small glass of that." <laughs> but, I'm sorry, yeah. you just say no. Say I, I don't love you enough to let you yep. have my simply limeade. Yeah, exactly. Are so you going to go to the stores, juice, right? <laughs> it's yeah. sort of juice. Okay. It's sugar water. <laughs> I oh. mean, and I've tried other limeades, and they're just too sugary. This is like the right amount of sour. Okay. No, I love sour, so no judgment at mm-hmm. all on the sugar. I just, mm-hmm. I always am on the lookout for a good sour drink. Yeah, try that. Okay. Well, I guess we'll skip Anne because her list is dead. Uh, I I also have a couple of lime and lemon and lime sour drinks here. So I'll just do those next. Uh, Lemonade. I was asking Sam before we started recording, like, what do I order? And lemonade is high on my list because it's my, is Pepsi okay answer? Yeah. Right? So, oh, can I get a Diet Coke? Is Pepsi okay? Uh, Lemonade, please. No, actually. (laughs) Yeah. And lemonade do you because, like a good flavored lemonade or do you just like it plain? Eh, you know, like it's fine if, if there is whatever. No, usually I'll just do a regular lemonade. And uh, mm. we were, I'll just keep bringing it back to Mexico. When we were flying back. We had one last meal before we left and it was at the Bubba Gum Shrimp Company in the in the airport in Cancun. Of course. And mm-hmm. that was a, is Pepsi okay moment. Uh-oh. And I was like, no. And I ordered a lemonade and much to my delight, it was a homemade lemonade, not a soda gun mm. lemonade. Nice. So it was great. All, I, I don't understand why everyone doesn't sell homemade lemonade at three bucks a glass or five it's bucks a glass so because it, it also mm-hmm. costs about five cents to make. Right. right. Like it's sugar and water and like one lemon. <laughs> it's, it's, especially if you're making a lot of it. Like it's, it's a hard thing to make at home. But like if you have a bar press, just a bar juicer, which I think is on the list of things we will end up buying in the near future because we go, we'd like a lot of citrus. Uh, lemonade and then also on that same line um i love a good club soda mm-hmm. I, I love a bubbly water and i like club soda more than i like the um like the sparkling waters for whatever reason but a club soda with lime especially off a bar gun is great i will often order a club soda with lime uh mm-hmm. along with my coffee it's or, a good combo um, well, yeah. can i ask can i ask a dumb question sure for a person who's ignorant in these ways when you say club soda with lime, does that mean that it just comes with the lime wedge on the rim, or does that mean that they actually put lime in the club like soda muddle they it, it or something? You? They just throw the they throw the lime on the rim, and oh, then you can usually. like mash it in there if you want to or not. Yeah. I, I have to say, I I don't care for fruit in my drinks. Then fruit juice in my drinks, I don't I don't, I don't know. You can just leave it on the side as a pretty garnish yeah or like a lot of a lot of restaurants will use like a wedge of lemon as a drink marker you know to Mm -hmm. be like this Mm -hmm. is the diet coke or whatever and i just it's like okay fine yeah but i just take it out because i've tried squeezing it in i just don't like it as much Mm -hmm. then don't do it 
I used to think that, uh, and I, maybe this is still true, if you had a Pepsi and you absolutely had no other choice, if you put a little bit of bar orange on it, like a, you know, ever since Blue Moon became a thing and sliced oranges became a popular thing in bars, you could knock out some of that. I don't want to say it. Yeah. 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 You could make it taste a little, I won't say more like Coke, but less like Pepsi. Yeah. That shitty, shitty Pepsi-ness. <laughs> Sorry to any Pepsi fans in the Your audience. Your tastes are valid. Just, They're just yes, not yes. the same as ours. And more for you. Yep. Um, just, uh, I don't, like, I like an occasional Mountain Dew. It didn't make the cut on this list, but, um, you know, the, the Pepsi brand of products, I'm not entirely opposed. I just don't mm-hmm. like Pepsi. I will take a 7-Up over a Sprite. Oh, Mountain that's Dew interesting. is good when you're hitting Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah Mountain Dew... <laughs> Yep, is a great Taco Bell order. Yeah, but if you're you... going to have to work from their menu. <laughs> do you want a Mountain Dew Berry Blast or a Mountain it's... Dew... Come on, it's called um, Baja Blast. Baja Blast, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, come on, Anne. They or, make a um... Diet Baja Blast, which is what we always get when we go to Taco Bell. Do they? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. It's what, are, what are the other Mountain Dew flavors? Red. Ultraviolet. There's like a red code or code red code or something. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, that's also army abuse, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I uh I don't keep up with the varietals. Live wire, voltage, fruit quake, voodoo, voodoo zero sugar, mm-hmm. spark there's, zero sugar. So extreme. There's a some kind of apple one that Jeremy got. He gets all these and then we try one and then we have too much. Mountain Dew C4 explosive <laughs> gun flavor. Bobby, I will say club soda with lime has served me well in the past. When I'm at a social event and I don't feel like drinking alcohol, I will order that in a, you know, a clear cup. In a highball or something. Yeah, and people think yeah. that it's like a gin and tonic. And then they don't bother yep. me about drinking alcohol. Because for some reason, people have a real hard time with some not drinking booze when they are drinking booze so it's a way to like keep people off my back and i think it's a very helpful crutch i've done that yep me too especially at, at work functions i worked at this place that that i mean they had a breathalyzer at the at the company part it was just dumb and everyone would get wasted Jeez. and so people would leave me alone i would do that mm-hmm. usually like a cranberry with soda or sure. like anything that looks mm-hmm. like if it just looks like a cocktail it counts but that's you can always move. tell the bartender to dress it like a cocktail and they'll <laughs> yep. happily do that mm-hmm. yeah. i find this conversation interesting because nobody has ever tried to pressure me into getting an alcoholic drink well, i don't know if that's something about better me. parties than we are yeah or the yeah. fact that i don't go anywhere <laughs> or people just know that you don't drink right like mm-hmm. i don't know maybe that's people true. think that i don't drink because and i'm and i'm always like nah i'm good i didn't drink yeah and people are like okay yeah i maybe that's like an i don't feel like drinking today is threatening to them or something i don't know i don't know um guys there's a mountain dew major melon yeah can we talk about we've had it we have that in our basement i think Mm -hmm. and yeah because they have this well, they have the zero sugar. No, one. because yeah. because contractually, uh, Gregory is obligated to uh, right. buy every 
special flavor and at least try it. And sometimes you can only get it in a 12 pack. So mm-hmm. then we have 11 exactly. cans of <laughs> something that we don't want. We have the same thing in our garage. Ah. <laughs> uh. If only I, Jeremy I mean, had a podcast about I this. <laughs> Maybe it's just that I don't like melon anyway, but the idea of melon-flavored soda is just... Ugh. It's not good. The problem with melon is that you're you're taking a low-reward, high-risk gamble because good melon is good, but the odds of getting a good piece of melon are so low. Anything yeah. they mix with a... Mountain Dew is just not great. Yeah. <laughs> inherently mountain dewy yep um where were we club meredith oh club <laughs> uh meredith uh i feel like okay if we're on club soda with lime i feel like i should talk about my Lacroix addiction um I pamplemousse pa- i love my pamplemousse it's a great fruit one for you i know it really mm-hmm. is it's probably my favorite um I, I really have a, a, a soft spot in my heart for, for pomplamoose, but uh, any of the fruit flavors I'm pretty much down for. There are a couple of like weird LaCroix flavors that they made that are like disgusting. So they make like a like coffee the cola and a cola. Yeah, they make a pina colada that I think is really foul. Ooh, that's tricky. You got to be careful with mm-hmm. pina colada. I don't think a creamy drink flavor should be in a f- clear mm-hmm. drink format. It mm-hmm. just doesn't work. Agreed. Um, you know, there's a time and a place for a pina colada. It's not my favorite, but like it's not in a clear soda format. Uh, where Would you it rather tastes it like was like a m- milky looking opaque? Soda? No, I'd rather it just be a pina colada. Like, there's no reason to change the form factor. Yeah. <laughs> really... True. It's also not ideal to get caught in the rain every day, too. Well, there's time and place. Mm-hmm. Disagree. Uh, but like, I so they they make some really fun Lacroix flavors. I think so. Pamplemousse is one of my favorites, but also guava. Is surprisingly good. I mm. I really love guava. I love passion fruit. Uh, those are my three, my top three faves. Coconut, I'm kind of mixed on. My sister loves it. I'm kind of okay on it, but the rest I'm okay. I'm 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 on board. I will I will drink any of the other Lacroix, and we get them at Costco. And you know, Costco, you kind of have to go with the flow. You you buy what they have. Um, so currently what the, the mega pack of LaCroix at Costco is like mostly tangerine and then there's some like raspberry and then some pomplamoose. And that's totally fine with me. The tangerine's great. And if I'm feeling dehydrated, um, I have at least one of those a day. And it just is, you know, it's it tastes great. I like the bubbles. It feels like it's something special. Um, a little bit more interesting than just plain water and it keeps me hydrated. So I love it. Do you, do you no longer use your soda stream? I really don't. I haven't in quite a while and I don't have a great justification for that. Uh, you don't need a justification. I was just curious. I'm a bad person and I <laughs> buy a lot of cans. <laughs> I do recycle I remember, them, but I remember talking about this years ago, and you were like, "I like a beverage that tastes like there's fruit in the next room." Yeah, <laughs> I, like, do. I don't get it. It's mm-hmm. true. I mean, 
I don't have anything against the soda stream. I have one. It's just in my basement because I haven't used it in such a long time. It, I think part of it is that once you open the bottle once, it's not as fizzy. And if you try to revisit, yeah. it like explodes. So it's just kind of mm. inconvenient. And I like the bubbles. So having a can is just like more pleasurable. So it's not a great justification, but that's the way it is. It's okay. You recycle. I do. I do. <laughs> I do as well. Am I, I mean, next? When it's convenient. I mean, I'm not throwing stuff out the car window. Or No, no, no. <laughs> That's a different kind of recycling. Right. <laughs> if Sam were on the call, her top choice probably would have been grapefruit seltzer. Uh, we don't buy LaCroix because we're not fancy. But the, um, the Wegmans brand... When we can get it is our favorite, like this, the generic store brand, uh, grapefruit seltzer. If not that, I'm sure polar. it's exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I don't, I don't really think of LaCroix as being fancy. It's G- French. Given, yeah, it's named after a town on the Minnesota, Wisconsin border. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fancy. And it's like it's a watercolor splatter painted logo. How many drinks do you drink that have a silent X in them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Diet Cokes. <laughs> uh, Christy? Um, so next up would be a um, black iced tea unsweetened. And then I put half of a pack of a pink sugar in it. Interesting. Half I love sugar. a what black is that? iced Equal? tea. Splenda? No. No. Neither of those. The other one. Sweet and low. Sweet and low. Sweet and low. Oh, okay. Sweet and low. Classic. Yo. It's classic and it's hard to find now. Everyone has Splenda. So um, also I have a thing on on my phone that if a place has a terrible black iced tea, I put it in the notes. Um, (laughs) And thanks to you all, you taught me about how you can put a location on the note. I have it pop up that say you hate the iced tea here. Wow. That's awesome. I love it. (laughs) Because if it's from the gun, it's disgusting. Or like a nesty well, kind of. No, it has to be poured to, from like a pitcher. It has to right, be exactly. you brewed. Have to brew. yep. You have to yes. brew unsweetened yep. iced tea. Yep. 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 Anything off the gun and is going to be. Don't put any kind of like lemon or, or passion fruit shit in there. It has to be black. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's it. When's the last time somebody <laughs> reached for a packet of equal? Good what color is equal? Blue. 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 I'll do blue. I'll, I'll also do blue. But I don't ever other see than, that in the little dish. If it's not pink or blue, um, then I just drink it plain. I feel like Equal kind of got booted out by the raw sugar movement, right? Sure, so the brown yeah. packets came in and they had to make room. I do love yeah, a plain I mean, a- unsweetened black tea, though. I think that's yes. a great a great option for caffeine delivery. Um, And I like to make it at home, so I'll make it with like that, what is it called? Sweet and spicy tea. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Or Earl Grey hmm. or like a English breakfast and just make a big pot of that. Trader Joe's makes a concentrate too that I will have in the summer and you can just sort mm-hmm. of make a, a glass at a time by adding ice and water and I think that's oh. a very easy I've seen convenient. it but I haven't tried it. Oh, it's good. Okay. I think you'll try like, it. Okay. No, I'll try. Could you I do it as been... a shot? Yes, you could. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done it but I bet you could. <laughs> It's like a five-hour energy of black yeah. tea. <laughs> uh, I have been trying to learn how to like black unsweetened iced tea. I don't like sweet iced tea either, but 
I love an Arnold Palmer because I mm. like lemonade and I like that that I like the the bitterness of the tea and mm. what it does to it. I do it with on you know unsweetened iced tea, and then throughout the summer I'll try to make it with more tea and less lemonade and more tea and less lemonade. So in the fridge, I'll just have black iced tea and some simply lemonade and I'll be doing less and less yeah. and less, but I can never quite get to full black iced tea, which is funny because I drink black coffee, but it's always hot. Even in the summer, I don't drink iced coffee. But black iced tea is very, it might be like too astringent, you know, it's a really mm-hmm. astringent fl- flavor. So it might just be too much. Hmm. Maybe, but I like the idea of it. I like having hot, cold, sugarless caffeine delivery yep you ever heard of that's diet what the coke? diet coke is for yeah <laughs> i wasn't gonna say it <laughs> uh but speaking of tea meredith your last one um earl gray is like my favorite tea flavor of all time um so good yeah so my my usual um move if i'm being very disciplined is a a latte in the morning and an and an earl gray at about two and if i need an extra pick-me-up then i'll do a steeped like in the mid-morning but earl gray is my afternoon pickup um delivery system of caffeine i i don't care if it's hot or iced but I have a brand that I really like that's kind of like a creamy Earl Grey. And it's like this bergamot kind of like milky flavor. And I don't know, my ancestors are Dutch and Welsh. And so we are a milk in black tea people. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. So that's kind of... What brand is it? Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head. I will update though because yeah, please I think it's worth a recommendation because I really do love it. Um, and I, it's, it's expensive, but I think worth it. Um, so that's kind of my afternoon pick me up is, is a, is a cup of this Earl Grey with a little bit of, um, half and half or milk. Um, and it's just such a great, like light little caffeine lift that doesn't like keep me up at night. Um, and it's a wonderful taste and I love that bergamot. I know it's not for everybody, but I really do love it. It's kind of a citrusy flavor. Um, and it's, it's wonderful to me. I would try that. Very good. Yeah. Milk in these things is not usually my go-to, but once in a while, uh, I'll have a wild hair. A, a, a milky, milk a milky Black tea and some windmill cookies just kind of like brings mm. me back to the old country. Yeah, it just says Van Horn. It really does. <laughs> Meredith, have you ever had a London tea latte? Oh, yeah. London Fog latte. Oh, London sorry. Fog, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are good. Yes. Classic order for my barista days. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I have two left, but I'll just uh, I'll do them both quick. Um Ranked third, actually, right behind Diet Coke and Black Coffee, is Diet Ginger Ale, which is the other drink I'm drinking right now, a Canada Dry Zero Sugar Ginger Ale. Um, I, for years, did not drink a lot of this, but just the last couple of years came back to it much more, especially as an evening replacement when I'm not drinking caffeine at 7 or 8 at night. Um, also because it's good with a little whiskey in it, but even not, just the the effervescence, the, the ginger tingle. Love that ginger Ooh. tingle. <laughs> yep. Um, and then, uh, last time my list was just cold water. I like a great pint glass full of really cold so water. We, we actually so. have two zero water. We have the big pitchers with like the spout on the bottom 
and I like it cold and Sam likes it room temperature and I finally just said well then fuck it we're buying a second pitcher because I'm sick of having room temperature water and then having to make sure we have ice and then even having to like I like a good ice water too but just very cold water in a glass that I can drink very fast um Yep, so we now have two. My we mom just his puts like filters. tap water into a pitcher and, and keeps it in the fridge, and that's their drinking water. Um, I don't go that far, but I have, you know, I will often just do um, a huge glass of ice in a hydro flask, kind of like a pint glass that I think is meant for beer, but I've never in my life used it for beer. I just use it for water. So I fill it with ice and then water. And it stays cold for like 24 hours. It's great. Um, and yeah. that's that's how I like my plain water if I'm not having bubbly water. I like it. Yep. And thus ends the list and the question of the week. What is your N.A. beverage of choice? Keep your booze at home this time. For We're God's this one sake. For right. once. once in your life. What's your what's your uh, your temperance drink of choice? Your non-alcoholic beverage of choice. Let us know, and if it's weird and we might not have ever heard of it, uh, back it up. Give us a link. Give us or a something. link. Yeah, yeah. Christy, what are we recommending this week? All right, I am recommending the movie The Menu. Have you all heard of this one? I've seen a lot of ads for it. Yep, lots ads. and lots of ads. Yep. It's good. It has a great cast. I didn't even know what it was, but my friend said, do you want to see this movie? And I said, yep. And I didn't look at it. I didn't see a trailer yet. Um, And I went and the theater was filled with teenagers. And I was like, did I just step into a horror movie? Because that's (laughs) Uh the one that teenagers like. (laughs) If it's not a Marvel movie. And um, then all of the previews were very scary. I'm like, okay, I might need to leave. You're in a get out style. It was it was situation. it was more of like a get out show. Yeah. And also the teens were mad at the end. They're like, what? Come on. <laughs> and I loved it. So F- Ralph, Fi- F- how do you say it? Phineas Voldemort. Fiends. He's Fines. so Fines. scary. Rafe Fines. Fines. Yeah, Rafe Fines. He's so scary. Like all the time. And I don't know if it's residual from Voldemort or if just like he's just this intense actor. But Or you know Schindler's List or yeah. <laughs> any of it- that stuff. <laughs> It's just great. It has like really good food pictures because that's what it, he's like a chef that has this fancy restaurant um, and things go crazy. Highly recommend. And it's a big satire of like food critics and mm-hmm. food, like foodie types yep. and influencers who just want to go to the like cool yep. restaurant that nobody can get a reservation at kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. And then there's another one. Oh, are these just links? They're the recent conversation. Okay. So I added the link for the uh, the ice story from CBS Sunday Morning and mm-hmm. uh, the steeped coffee link. Uh, just enter code Meredith for 10% off. <laughs> if only. Steepedcoffee.com. <laughs> Speaking of Meredith. Speaking of me, uh, let me tell you how to get involved with the show. Our website is thisshowhaseverything.com. You can join our Facebook group. That's where you can answer our question of the week, and we will uh, read your response on the air. Our show Twitter is at fuck Elon Musk. We're out, mic drop. <laughs> We're not doing Twitter anymore. Our, our email is at tshishow at gmail.com. You can send us a voice memo. Um, 
record it on your phone and just email it to us. Uh, or you can fax Bobby your butt at 617-354-8513. Our AOL <laughs> keyword is Tishi. Is that really a thing? Do we have that? I yes? mean, prove to me we don't. I don't know even how to check at this point. There we go. Okay. Well, probably it is. So thank you for joining us this week. And that was everything about your non-alcoholic workhorse beverages. Yeah. I like to consider it an ode to my family. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe your jacket is a hand. you can